Hi, everyone. Happy Wednesday. How's everyone doing? My name is Danny Benson. Please like, share, and follow and tell your friends, family, loved ones about. I'm proud of you, sis. I love to give people their flowers. I love to tell people I'm proud of them because I know how hard it is every single day to get up and do what you have to do and do your purpose or do your, you know, do whatever you have to do to keep your life moving, your family's life moving, your loved ones moving. And I have this great guest. Her name is Gaina. I wanted to bring her flowers. Today, we're going to talk about real estate and wealth building to our audience. I'm so excited to have her on. She is the expert in the area. So everyone, please say hi to Miss Gaina. I'm so happy to give hi. Gaina her flowers. Hi, she's the expert in the field. Thank you for joining me, Miss Gaina. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yes. Always a pleasure. You know, it's always a pleasure. And with your expertise, hopefully your knowledge will help someone out there who's watching. I'm proud of you, sis, because I'm all about information and, and uplifting every human that walks on this earth. So let's get to it. Let's talk about wealth building and real estate. Okay. So some of the nuggets that I wanted to share, I hope everyone has their pens, um, is about wealth building and specifically about income generating pro properties, uh, specifically about real estate. So um, landlord, that word has been around uh, for centuries. Everyone knows it, but no one knows like the origin or where it came from and why. And it's really because there's a lot of power behind owning real estate and you know if you really look at the numbers and statistics there's only about seven percent of people in the united states that have income producing properties okay that accepts rental income there may be people who have um, their own homes or single family but there's only about seven percent so that's 93 percent of people do not have or have not tapped into this passive income so what i want to talk about today is how easy it is to tap into this passive income this passive income could allow you uh thousands of dollars you know, monthly to earn with only a small investment between three to 10 hours per month. So it's something that, you know, everyone could do. It doesn't take a rocket science. You know, it's, you don't need a lot of schooling to do it. You just need to jump into it, basically. Purchase a property that has the ability to allow you to rent out to someone else. Now, most people think about, okay, I want a home, but they don't think about, maybe I want a two family. Maybe I want a three family. Maybe I want even more than that. Maybe I want a property with a storefront because they're out there. You know, you can get a two family with one store, but I want people to start looking at those options because that's really how you start off building wealth. It's something that you can uh, uh accumulate in your real estate portfolio you can ultimately get a one family you can get you know a six family you can get multiple properties that will allow you to pass them down the line keep them in the family and obtain generational wealth and it really doesn't take a lot of effort so first thing you need to look at is your plan okay and your plan should be 
how can you live below your means in order to obtain this extra income that you're going to need to purchase this property? I know people love clothes and cars and all of the great things, but you should also love your free time and you should also love to make money while you're sleeping and do not have to be always active while you're making money and because that will buy you a lot of things in life that will give you peace and peace is priceless so um some of the things so once you begin to realize things that you can cut out of your life some people are um talking about this minimalist way of living i'm not sure of the reasons why but that could be a way if you want to start to build wealth and, and and generational wealth start looking at things you can eliminate from your life do you need to have you know this uh, uh cable bill or do you need to have uh you know this particular dress or you know start looking at things that you and your family could do to um earn more money then so start you looking at so basically you're saying try to um eliminate or less lessen your wants you know of course you need there's the need so you need to do a list what do you need versus what do you want what do you need means that i need this to survive like a roof over my head right. food and maybe a car for transportation so you have to pay for gas and insurance or depending if you have a house and you have to pay for you know house insurance wants is basically extracurricular activities. You're not going to die if you don't do them. Uh, going shopping for clothes. And I think all of our houses is so cluttered. Um, that's why there's so much storage units all over the place because people just buy things they don't need. And now they're paying extra money for a storage unit to store stuff that they don't need. So those are the things that Ms. Gaynor is talking about. Right, Ms. Gaynor? Exactly. You got it. And, you know, if you really think about it, some households, they may have four cars and, you know, you might not even need it. Some, you know, you can have one car for things that you need to get to, or maybe someone can take There's Ubers now that are everywhere, you know, public transportation. There's other ways you can do things that you have to really look at your budget and really look at your goal and really look at your dream and where you want to be and where you want your family to be you know, uh, in the future or generations? Do you want them to have a head start? Do you want them to be starting from scratch, doing everything that you did to get where you were? Or do you want them to just have like a little bit of extra, you know, income coming in that, you know, they can decide what they want to do with leisure. And, you know, it's not about, well, you need to get some money. We need you. you need to, it's time to move out. It's time to get a JLB. You know, we've all heard that. <laughs> and, you know, you can say, okay, well, you can manage the property while you, you know, discover your passion or you know maybe it's art maybe it's dance maybe we don't know maybe it's acting maybe it's but sometimes those things um uh, conflict when you know they start having bills and they have start having their own wants and needs so this is something that can kind of just give a kickstart to income coming in and then you can go ahead and deal with whatever it is that you want to do so yeah look at the things that you can reduce Next thing is watch your credit. Make sure your credit is together, okay? Because a lot of people take credit for granted and 
it's very important. Credit will give you access when no one else or sometimes people don't want to give you access. And this could include banks, mortgage companies. It could be a lot of reasons why, you know, you may not have access with your credit. And if you keep your credit in line, you will be able, there will be plenty of other non-traditional methods that you can use to get funding for whatever your dream will be. And one of them are, you know, establishing a business, opening up an LLC, which is very, very simple and easy to do. And once you have your business established, you'll get an EIN number. That's a number that you'll use to file on your tax uh, return. And then once you have that, you can then use that to take to a bank to open a bank account. And then once you open up your bank account, you can now start saying, okay, well, I'm going to start depositing money from this business, whatever the business is. You know, I, I know some people who started purchasing um, recreational vehicles, RV vehicles, and basically they put one on their credit card. They bought an outdated and then they sent it to a company who started renting out this RV machine and bringing in monthly income. And then once that income started coming in and, and they deposited it into their account, they started purchasing another machine and, and, and I mean, another vehicle and another vehicle. And they have multiple vehicles out there now that are being rented out for people to drive all across the state. And um, that's how they make their money. So there's so many ways people could make their money and have income producing assets. Uh, so going back to opening up a business, another golden, uh, golden opportunity that is offered when you have a business is a business line of credit. Business line of credit are things that you can always tap into when you need that extra boost and, you know, you need that extra money to expand. And there are a lot of non-traditional companies out there. I know one, for example, is, is Headway Capital. They're pretty good. Um, you know, most uh, companies that offer business lines of credit only uh, look for the last three months of your business bank statements. And then once you um, have shown that, you know, you have a certain amount of income coming in every month, they will offer you a line of credit, you know, for, you know, maybe 10 to 25,000 or even higher, depending upon how much money you're depositing. And okay, the payment terms may be a little bit different if you are a new business versus if you a business that's been around for five or, or more years. So if you're a new business, maybe, you know, within a year, your payment terms may be different. So they may say, okay, we'll give you 15,000, but you're going to have to pay back a certain amount every day to make sure that we get our money back. But that might be work for you if you're trying to use that money to put down on a property, to expand, you know, to do whatever you you just need that lump sum money to go ahead and purchase your property because some people might have income but they don't have the down payment for the property. They don't have the 20% for a conventional loan and they can't go FHA because, you know, maybe their credit or, you know, there could be other issues. So, you know, you establish your business. Maybe, okay, example, New York properties. Get New York properties and LLC, you know, get New York properties and bank accounts, start putting money into New York properties, get a business line of credit, get your home, your two family or your three family, get a store, you know, look at the areas in the United States that have 
the lowest cap rate. Look at those areas where, you know, wherever you live that, you know, that the value of the house that you're getting and minus any operating courses, uh, operating costs or revenue and the revenue coming in will make sense to your monthly so bill. What do you mean by the lowest cap rate? Lowest cap rate is going to be the value of the house. So say if the house is a million dollars and, you know, you are um, earning, uh, let's say, $60,000 uh, minus uh, your operating net income. So cap means you have your operating net income minus your revenue. Um, so you're going to look at that and then you're going to look at, um, how much the value of the course is. So that number that you get from revenue minus operating, uh, expenses, and then you divide that into the value of the property, and then that will determine the cap rate. And certain states have higher cap rate because the value of the homes are much higher. So your cap rate, you want it to be, once you divide the the operating and the, subtract the operating and the revenue and then divide that into value of the home, your cap rate should be um, no more than 10%. You're looking at the lower end, like from five to 10%, the lowest possible cap rate you can get 4% is awesome. You know, if you can get, so you look at those things in the, in the areas you want to invest in and see what makes sense as far as, because that will determine um how much profit you will make um mm -hmm. minus how much your expenses will be and then you will determine if the deal would make sense you know how much does it cost does it do you have to mow the lawn is there hoa fees uh you know are you gonna is this a vacation property you know you can look at all of these things to uh determine it do you need a super you know is it multifamily? is there a storefront um, you know, like you can look at all of these things in the property, determine how much income you will, will earn and how much expenses are involved, uh, with managing the property. And then sometimes you can get property management services, but my, uh, best advice is learn how to do something first on your own before you give it to somebody else to do. Because if someone is doing something and you know it's not to your benefit or they're not doing a great job, you really wouldn't know because you've never tried it first. So I would say try to do your best in managing your own property and understanding the ins and outs, what your property needs, what repairs need to be done, um, just all of the ins and outs of your property. And then you could say, okay, I don't have the time or, you know, I, I need to focus on other things right now Then I can look at a property management company to mm. take over certain things for me. So what about the interest rates? The interest rates are extremely high before, um, high, yeah. um, a 40 year high, um, cause they're trying to combat inflation. Would right. you still buy the market? Well, if it's a, it, you know, it's, it's always going to go up and down. And, you know, if you, if it's a good deal, it's a good deal. Uh, meaning that, um, you can always refinance, you know, a year or so later and, people, get, yeah. mm -hmm. and get a lower property. Um, but if it's a good deal and, you know, you're able to afford that monthly payment, you know, if you say, okay, this is, you know, it's in a prime area, you know, it, it comes with these stores, it comes with this, it comes with that, you know, um, and they're selling it because normally in certain markets, the housing price goes down and then the interest rate goes up. Mm -hmm. And then when the interest rates start to go down, 
the housing, housing goes up. So it's always like a back and forth, you know, situation. So if you can get a good deal at a reasonable price, but the interest rate is high, you know, and you can afford it, it might make sense to you to, to do that. And then hope that the economy balances out really soon so you can get out of that high interest rate, but you still got a deal on the property. And yeah, then, and that's why I tell people, I tell people all the time, you know, it's better to buy at a high interest rate because you could always refinance. The price yeah. of the house will always be the price of the house. So mm -hmm. I tell people all the time, if it's, I know the interest rates are high right now, but then now the homeowner or the property owner is forced to lower their price to be, so, so they can get people that can actually afford to buy the property. So you get it at that deal because then that price will never change. It was a lower price than it would, it would usually would be if it was the other way around, low interest rate, high house. And now as soon as you get in, maybe in five years you could refinance. And so it'll be cheaper because that refinance might be lower. So you might cut, cut a couple hundred dollars down, but you got the house at a good deal. Exactly. Exactly. And um, sometimes people talk themselves out of opportunities because of those things. And they're like, oh, but the interest rate is high. Oh, but I don't want to do, you know, all of the work that, you know, uh, you know, make this broke, that broke, the hot water, I need a boiler, you know, I need a, a you know, a hot water tank and, you know, and they, and they, but it's not really that difficult. You know, things that you cannot do, there's plenty of people out there that will do those things for you. It's just simple as and making- Plus, it's like generational wealth. People don't understand. Like, I mean, I, I hear people say, um, I like to rent because I'm able to move around. And that's great. You're able to move around and stuff. But it's there's no wealth building in that. Correct. Oh, of See, renting. You have the freedom to move around. You know, you're not, you're not stuck someplace. People feel like you're going to you have to be stuck there for 30 years. I'm like, you don't have to be stuck there for 30 years. But, you know, with rent, you just you just give the money and then that's it. You get no really return on investment um, with a home. Yeah, you're you're kind of permanent for a little bit um, unless you want to get another home so you could be able to move around from home to home. But at least right. you're, you're building wealth in that home. Right. And even if, you know, like, for example, your portfolio exists of, you know, a single family, you know, multiple, uh, a multi-unit uh, property, a two-family, uh, you know, so you, you can, you can have more. You don't just have to have one because with any property, whether it's just a single family home, um, you can always tap into the equity because prices, you know, uh, uh, home values are normally traditionally, they go up. It's normally going to be worth more than what you paid for it. You know, even mm -hmm. if there may be some up and downs in the market, normally, if you go back to when you purchased your home to what the value is now, you have some equity in it. So it's mm -hmm. it's always a great thing to, to be able. So you may not have the money in your bank account, but it's in the tiles. It's in the house. So if you refinance and say, OK, I need to take out fifty thousand dollars, it's and your and your mortgage goes up to uh, maybe another ten dollars per month. And you took out fifty thousand. That fifty thousand dollars is the opportunity that it gives you to do something else that you need to do to mm -hmm. produce that wealth. So home ownership also gives you opportunities. Whereas, yeah, you can rent and move around, 
but you're also limiting, you're limiting yourself in a lot of different ways um, where you have to always be the business. You have to be the, all, the, the generator of that income. And mm -hmm. should anything happen to you, then everything kind of, you know, and I guess that's why they sell life insurance policies and different things like that for people who have, you know, predicaments and, you know, they get into issues where they can't support their bills anymore. And, but if you look at it in another way of um, an income producing property, even if you, your mm -hmm. first home was a two family, your tenant can help balance some of the bills that you know you would have living in that house by yourself whereas it won't be as devastating for your family mm -hmm. if you couldn't pay your bills for a certain period of time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and that's what and then you can also borrow off of the equity of a house as a house gets you know as you you spend years on the house house values especially in this country just keep going up yes. i remember you know when i purchased my home my mortgage was higher than the rents that people were paying. And it seemed so crazy. But now it's like the it's flipped side around. It's Isn't like it the mortgage, the rent have by, bypassed, you know, the payments for my mortgage. Yes. Isn't it? It's but unbelievable. Unbelievable because there's not that many homes um, that are being built in this country. And especially people need transportation. If they don't have cars, they need to be um, close to an area that has you know, trains and buses to be able to move around and get to work. So, you know, that's usually the cities and then maybe the outskirts of the cities or a little bit beyond that. Mm -hmm. And now it's like there's more people in this country than there's homes to, 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 to shelter them. Unfortunately, and, you know, no one knows what the future holds, but, you know, they always say buy land because they're not making any more of it. So, you know, once it's sold and, you know, all, you know, owned or whatever the case may be, um, what, you, what, what are your options, you know, at that point? So, you know, no matter, you know, what I think it still gives you a level of um, independence to be able to have your own home. And even if you don't want it, you don't want the independence for yourself. And like you said, you want to move freedom. You could also look at it as something for your family and your for family your or your children. Like it's, it's another way of like um, generational wealth, you know, Absolutely. because you get to pass it along to your children and your children gets a head start versus, you know, if you're renting, you just, you just give that money. You don't get it back. You're not, you're not getting any value from it. We're, we're just talking about, you know, generational wealth. Like what can you leave for your children? you know, so they can have, like, they don't have to start at the starting line. You know, yeah. you can pass a baton to them and wherever they're at, they can just keep going instead of like having to revert back to the starting line and, and, and doing the thing all, doing the do all over again. Exactly. So that is, that is, a, that is a point of generational wealth. It's, it's great to get into real estate. I know the interest rates are very high right now, but it's, mm -hmm. I'd rather buy an interest rate that's high that I could refinance than buy a home that's high and the price is that is that price so whether the refinances goes lower than like zero you're still stuck with the payment of the house you still right. bought the house at a million nine hundred like that price the wherever you bought your house at never changes so you bought it you bought it for 900 it will say for 900 it. for the next and, you know 30 years 
Exactly. And then that goes back to the earlier point that I made with, you know, establishing a business line of credit, because if you have that business line of credit, if you do get into a jam, you can then tap into that business line of credit to help you keep up with your mortgage payments until Mm -hmm. things are reestablished. If a tenant moves out and you need to, you know, have a new tenant, you need to do some renovations, you know, that's, it's, it's like a golden pot to cover you just in case. Mm, That is is a very good thing. Oh, that is a good little gem, little tidbit right there. So for people who have anxiety, getting a rental property or a two family home, three family home, the business line of credit will help cover you until you could get that home filled in again, where you could get that payment from that new tenant that's moving in. So that's a great tidbit. I want to say Miss Gaina, I want to give you your flowers. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about real estate and wealth building. I know this is just like she gave like just a start. It gets a little bit more complicated, but she's giving you the audience some gems to just get off your butt and just get it done now. Like get off your butt and get it done now. You want more time? Let's start getting into real estate. She gave you some little tidbits, you know, so you could get started. She even gave you a little parachute, open up a business line of credits. Come on, there's no excuse anymore. Just get it done. Don't let the fear stop you. Don't let the fear (laughs) stop you. Just get it done because there is money in real estate. I mean, look at the rents right now. You can go Google it right now. The rents are crazy. And that's like all across the country. The rents are crazy. And as more and more people come in, as more and more people have kids and the kids turn 18 years old, they're going to want a place to stay too. You know? So it's like, it's, it's really a, it's really a, a place of where you could definitely have generational wealth for your loved ones. So thank you for joining. I'm proud of you, sis. I will see you next week. Thank you, Miss Gina, for coming on and giving us some gems. And have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye.